0: Welcome to the Sons of Thunder, insert tagline here. Mm, now, today we're going to tackle a question that Christians have been wrestling with intensely for the last 501 years, ever since the Protestant Reformation happened in 1517. Even and, before that. Well, yeah, sure, before back that. Back to Augustine. And yeah, well, Street I think it was Paul. Yeah. Well, I don't think Paul wrestled with it. Paul, <laughs> yeah. no, Paul had a very clear teaching on it, which yeah. we're going to uh, reveal to you today. Yeah. So, the oh, as you can tell if you're watching this on video, we are here in... Um, we're not in my office today. We're in Parker's... What do you call this room? This is an office. Is this an office? It's like an office. This is like an aquarium. Oh, careful. You've got... Uh, if you were to look around this place right now, which uh-huh. we're not going to because the camera's perfect. Don't, 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 don't. There, there are uh, certain things that are not... Allowed to be in here. I'm not allowed by who? Like who who, for example,
1: no. <laughs> who would be concerned?
0: Uh for example, if someone's uh, there's someone lots is of a... books, there's lots of books and so a fire marshal, for example. Or... No, no,
1: don't tell me.
0: <laughs> there are other
1: authorities that okay. would all right so anyways, right. we're in my office and
0: uh
1: and that's that where we are. We're surrounded by books
0: <laughs> yeah. and uh and uh this is I this I we thought this would be the perfect place. Not only because, as Parker puts it, we're inside his mind right now, which is a a harrowing thought, yeah. but um, but also because he has uh, a very important VIP lunch he has to be at with uh, some people from Trinity. So that's right.
1: Doctor Woodbridge is the is he's the VIP of Trinity. Is he really? Yeah, he was he was here before it founded. He was before. Uh, before Pangea split apart he's gonna watch this yeah I love that guy he knows
0: but you're saying I'm that saying he's, he's the OG you're saying he doesn't know he doesn't know what that is he will the, I'll or, tell him, the the O-H. him at our very VIP lunch I thought this the lunch was with your formation group he's my formation group leader he is yeah nice mine no was this... DA Carson yeah yeah, yeah. and great. Scott Manage. so that's great also very good um, at here at Trinity, all the seminarians <clears throat> have to go to these formation groups, which um, are led by professors. Yeah. You go and you socialize, and it's basically to make sure that your seminary experience is is. Also so you're not
1: good, in, insane as well, yeah. Yeah. It's like, Discipleship it's
0: like, kind of stuff. Yeah, it gives you like yeah. a social life and. Yeah. All right. So all right. so let's jump in. But right, so we're talking about this issue of predestination and free will, which is sort of like those are like the popular terms everybody uses. What, do you believe in predestination? No, I believe in free will. Right. Um, okay. Well, wh- so the, the question is, should Christians believe in free will? That's the question yeah. we want to answer. And we're going to branch off. And this is going to be a rather quick one for us. But we're going to talk about this this question. Yeah. And. um, Well, let's talk about why it comes up. Why does this question even come up? Yeah. Well, why does this question yeah, well, come so up? Well, so if God is
1: sovereign in the sense that uh, that Calvinists believe. Well oh we're not supposed to say Calvinist?
0: you're spilling the beans, man. What? This is someone's first time watching this, and they're like, are these good Armenian <laughs> boys? <laughs> are, these... The the spit <laughs> are these right. uh are these nice Ar- Armenian boys? Can I listen to them? <laughs> Calvinists Alright, so And then you motion to <laughs> us as <laughs> Calvinists like <laughs> us all, all agree. Right. We're not good
1: Armenian boys, but uh Okay, so, so why does it come up? Because if God is all controlling, if he has um, determined everything from from before time, from before creation, if, if he is in control of everything, then, you know, how can we be held responsible? How can right. we be held morally right. culpable? How
0: are we morally culpable, held responsible to the actions that we do? And not only that, but there's something fundamental in our hearts that... Recoils at the idea that someone else is in final control of our right, lives, right. and not just—and here's the here's the thing, not just like guidance or leadership or even like rulership right. or lordship, right. but actual minute right. control. Right. And you're right; that raises all sorts of moral and ethical. Problems. Yeah,
1: who am I? Am I an automaton then? Am I a robot? I've been right. designed and programmed to do certain things. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> is is I feel like I'm making real decisions, but is that just an illusion? Right. You know. So so it. It comes out initially in moral
1: culpability, you know, well, then, you know, why? What, you, what, what is moral culpability? Yeah, so it, am, I, am I held responsible? Can I be held responsible for my actions? Because right. if ultimately, at the end of the day, someone else is in control, someone else has uh, guided history, mm-hmm. then he's guided me or it, whatever, has guided me yeah. to do what I've done. So I, it wasn't my fault that I stole that piece of gum. It wasn't my fault that I did this. It wasn't he did that. Or I, even I stubbed my toe. What, you planned for that? How can God
0: find fault for who can resist his right. will? Right, right. I just came up with that question just oh, that's now. That's good. That's yeah. good. Well, no, actually, that's of course, that's one of the questions that Paul asks in Romans 9. Yeah. He asks it hypothetically, and we'll talk about what his answer yeah. is. Yeah. But um I let me just tell you really quick before we go into the deep waters. <laughs> yeah. I was um I was talking about this issue the other day with my son Lucas, who's five, and he I for, I forget exactly what he said, but basically he in this very confident five-year-old way talked about how we don't have <clears> to worry. Cause God's got everything all planned out already. Yeah, He's already worked it out. Yeah, and it's like I'm listening to my five year old, and I'm like, I know He got some of this from me. Yeah, but this is coming from the yeah. Lord. And yeah, he's got the Holy Spirit. Me. I love him. that man. Luke's Luke's good. Like that. so good. <clears throat> all right. Um, let me let me just read one. This is the verse I read him, and then we'll go into the, yeah. the deep theological waters. So here's what he says. He says um, this is this is King David, and he is. Writing in Psalm 139, and he says this, uh, "For and I, I can't find the exact verse. For you formed my inward parts, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Maybe you've heard that verse before. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, so to speak. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Hmm. So, before any of the days of my life had happened, they were all already recorded. Yeah. Now, you think about a journal. And even says book. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's There's a record of all David's days anyway. They have, it's already been inscribed Mm -hmm. somewhere, or even if that's metaphorical. Right, right. It's already, it's already, it's already already as if it's, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, down to the the finest details. Right. And if this is true
1: of David, then can we hold him responsible for the business with Bathsheba? Like, uh, he wrote that, you know, yeah, I guess I did it. But, you know, so, so this has, this brings us down to theological and philosophical territories of, um, a free will. You know, so so should Christians believe in free will? Well, let's let's define our terms a little bit. Okay. okay. So there's a couple different senses, uh, there's a couple different views on free will. Mm-hmm. There is you can break them down to oh, we can go with two. Incompatibilism and compatibilism. Okay. There's uh incompatibilism, uh, let's let's stick with determinism. When we say determinism, uh Christians who are determinists believe that God has determined everything, He's sovereign in that sense. Of determining everything in advance in advance in the book right yeah i don't want to count i don't want to what get over, too far ahead of our skis but the book language is like you're the one it, jumping the out with i know that's calvinist
0: like i know i know i'm, uh, trying, to, I'm trying to pull it together yeah, yeah, pull it together pull
1: so it. incompatibilists um can include those who believe in uh what's called libertarian free will mm-hmm. and those who do not believe in any free will determine in other words there's no
0: compatibility no, view, no on this view either one of the ends of the spectrum yep you either have total free will, yep. completely uncaused, unbounded, un—you uh, know—controlled, and then you've got, on the other hand, just no free will. There's being, no compatibility because there's no freedom. This is that's almost similar to what we talked about when we talked about are we living in a simulation? We're almost in sim territory. Yeah, and we're
1: almost Sims. At and that and point. even before that, we talked about the uh, the argument from reason, and we talked about determinism, naturalistic determinism. Right, right. right. So um, right. there's incompatibilists who are saying, hey, determinism is incompatible mm-hmm. with freedom and then some people will take the freedom some people will take the determinism yeah, yeah. then there's compatibilism and mm-hmm. compatibilism compatibilists say free will or free agency uh free choice is compatible with determinism
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you can be a christian yes. compatibilist mm-hmm. saying god's divine determinism is compatible with my free agency mm-hmm. my free choice or you could be a atheistic uh compatibilist yeah just because we're programmed naturalistically to think a certain way doesn't mean that we're not free
0: right our um you'll hear atheists say things like you know we we have we're we're determined biologically but we can transcend our biological programming and there's all certain sorts of ways that they talk about they say maybe there's as
1: if free will you act as if you had free will but Mm -hmm. you don't and maybe this is compatibilism i don't
0: buy that but that's not really if you're acting as if you have Free will, but you really don't. Yeah, that you really don't. That's that's I, what I'm thinking too. Would, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we have um, there's two different.
1: <clears throat> we got we got the three. We got determinism. We got compatibilism, and we got the the other incompatibilist. We'll call libertarian free will, mm-hmm. and that's not to be confused with the political <clears> throat> theory. Throat> um, but libertarian free will is free in that um they they believe in the contrary choice principle. Yeah. You are you are based on a libertarian view of free will. You are free if you're able to make a contrary choice Mm -hmm. so if we ran back the situation you you're only free if you could take a sip of that or not take a sip of that right right so you have to be able to choose a or b sound fair yeah i think so so that's libertarian free will and um philosophers call this liberty of indifference Mm. you know the you're indifferent to the choice um you have the liberty to choose a or b Right? You're not constrained,
0: anything like that. Yeah, there's literally nothing that ultimately causes yeah. you to choose. Right. Period. And so if you
1: run it back, you know, it might be 50-50. You choose to sip that or not sip that. Liberty of indifference. Now, that's uh, in distinction to liberty of spontaneity. You familiar with this language? Um, Maybe. You know, no, I don't think so. Liberty of spontaneity is, uh, the, is compatibilist. Um, oh, well, it's not just compatibles, but it's the the freedom to act on your desires. Right. So if I want to, if you want to take a sip of your precious Starbucks, uh, <laughs> I just had to
0: throw it in. Yeah. Precious, precious. Precious,
1: yeah. If you want to take a sip of your Starbucks, then you, you can do so. Whether you were determined to or not doesn't really enter the equation. It's whether you want to or not. Okay. So if we ran back the scenario a thousand times and you drink it every time, you're determined to do it, you're it doesn't have anything to say about your freedom. You wanted to do that. You acted on your desires. Okay. Liberty of that's, that spontaneity. All right. And now
0: spontaneously do, act on your desires. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about free will and really how yeah. libertarian free will breaks down? Let's jump into let's jump into that
1: free will. We and really should because yeah, yeah that's so <clears throat> uh, when it comes to moral culpability, um, the libertarian view of free will, they're going to ask hey did you have an alternative choice were you able to make another choice you're held responsible to this mm-hmm. but if you didn't have another choice then
0: how could you be held responsible in other words imagine someone standing before god okay mm. and god says he opens up the books and he looks at all the things that you've done and he goes look at look at all this sin yeah what a what a libertarian free willer is that, that's good mm. the official free
1: willer you could say libertarian but people i know but be, that's why that, yeah you're yeah, right yeah. what a
0: free will libertarian i guess would would want to say before god is this god can't hold a sinner accountable for his sin or her sin if that sinner couldn't have chosen otherwise yeah, if there was no choice if it was right? inevitable that, right. they, that they sin right. then you can't hold a sinner Culpable for sinning any more than you can hold a raindrop culpable for falling from the cloud to the ground. Right. It's gonna happen. Right. So listen to uh here's a quote
1: I'm pulling from uh Guillaume Bignon's book. I love oh, Yeah that Guillaume. I love saying it like uh I'm from Louisiana. Guillaume Bignon I guarantee. <laughs> So, excusing sinners and blaming mm. God, okay. he, he gets that from Romans nine, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Um, okay, so he's quoting Alvin Plantinga here. Alvin Plantinga, famous uh, philosopher, we Which talked. about We've talked about him before. He says, "How can I be responsible for my actions if it was never within my power to perform any actions I didn't in fact perform, mm-hmm. and never within my power to refrain from performing any I did perform?" And uh, another another source, Peter Van Inwagen, another famous Van Inwagen, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, to be morally responsible for some act or failure to act is at least to be able to have acted otherwise Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever else it may involve to be able to have acted otherwise is to have free will Mm -hmm. so that's their definition these are libertarian free willies free willists yeah um that's their that's their view Mm -hmm. you have to have this contrary choice right
0: the ability to make a contrary choice on the face of it, that makes a lot of sense. I man, that seems very intuitive. If you couldn't have done otherwise, you can't really be held accountable for what you did or makes what sense. you didn't you had do. No other option. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, now it's also important to notice too: this view is not beginning with scripture, right? Other than the fact that we're going to stand before God, there's not. It's not. Well, you're. I think you're going to have a hard time
1: pulling that idea from scripture. But let's let's jump in more before we get before we bring it to scripture let's talk
0: about so oh comp- you want to talk about yeah, blah, blah, you begin blah, blah, with uh yeah, philosophy i great. begin with scripture that's, that's fine that's great. That's fine, that's fine. So, Just different ways of
1: doing so things. moral culpability on the compatibilist side is the the question to ask for libertarians is hey was there another choice mm-hmm. the question to ask for compatibilists was hey did you want to do this right did you mean to do this and i think it's helpful to bring in our our court of law here right um i i hit someone in my car and you don't ask did you have a another option Right. You know, was that the case? Um, well, no, I didn't. There was a median and I had to hit this person. That that might come into effect. But did you want to hit this person? Did you mm-hmm. intend? Yeah, there was a median and maybe you couldn't, but you sped up because you wanted to murder this person. Well, you wanted
0: to hit sure, this person. but you're still guilty for manslaughter even if you didn't want to.
1: Not, not first degree murder. Your intentions Oh, you're matter. talking about
0: first degree. Yeah, right. But you're still... All sorts of stuff. Your you're desires, still culpable, though.
1: We hold people culpable to different degrees Based on their intentions and yeah, desires. It, yes, to different degrees. Premeditated yes. murders, different. It's different, right? different. Sure, sure, sure. So, um, all these things come into play, and we—they seem maybe esoteric as we're saying them: liberty, even indifference, and, but it, it's really practical all the time. Man, you ask your kids: Did you mean to do this? Did right. you mean to break this? Did you mm-hmm. want to break this? Did you have any other choice? You don't...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, like if you know, my kid spills his water cup at dinner right. all over the floor. That's no big deal. Right. We'll wipe it up. If, however, he was playing around with his cup, spinning it around right. for the seventeenth time after I told him not to, yeah. which uh, my kids obey on the first time, uh-huh, but yeah. someone else's kids, yeah. um, then that's different. That's different. And now there's an
1: intent. And that's even different than him looking at you. Oh, You'll yeah, right in your face. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah right. You know what
0: I mean? Sure, sure. So right, that would be very. So there's two uh,
1: different notions of free culpable. will here yeah. at play. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, and and this one, this one happens all the time in our conversations about theology well, do, do we have free will? And you say, yes. But what kind of free will are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Do you mean the ability to choose completely opposite to what you chose mm-hmm. or the ability to act on your desires? And are either one of those really a good definition of right. free will? Okay. So here, um, I go back to, to Bignon. This dude's awesome, man. Calvinistic, uh, French philosopher, great accent.
0: Is he a, uh, a Huguenot? A Huguenot? It's, uh, it's a French Calvinist. Yeah,
1: that's anachronistic, though.
0: If you're French and you're Calvinist? <laughs> no. Guarantee he's well, yeah, I guess. I guess. He's but, probably
1: Huguenot. But I'm getting triggered because I'm thinking about all the Jansenists and I did a whole research paper on. They weren't Calvinists, but they were. They were pretty darn close. They were pretty darn close. The they Jansenists
0: hated. were Roman Catholics who sympathized with Calvin. Well, no, nah, they hated Calvin. But not I mean, his, theology. his theology
1: because they were Augustinians and Calvin was oh, trying okay. to be Augustinian as well. Yeah, were well, so they both ended up going to August They hated Augustin. Calvin the Jansenists. They hated him, man. Why? Every, that was like the dirty word. They didn't want to be associated with that.
0: Oh, sacré bleu.
1: A big part of it was the, 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 the big difference between Calvinists. Laity. Yeah, that's great. You know French. He knows French, everyone. that's cool. I know French. So the difference between uh, a Calvinist and uh, a Jansenist. Yeah. a big difference was yeah. schism. Oh, yeah. Jansenist right. hated schism. No, no, this is God's church. You do not break up God's church. Even if we think these guys are wrong, these guys are wrong. And they, they saw Calvinists willy-nilly just... Rah no, slashing and burning and starting my own church. Yeah. So they were like, you know, <clears throat> detestable. I hate it, coming. Okay. All right, fine. So uh Bignon. So you got this Huguenot. So Bignon uh does a great job of analyzing uh libertarian arguments against compatibilism. Liber- he analyzes libertarian arguments against compatibilism. Yeah, right. okay. So good. um he talks about this. We we talked about the liberty of indifference, the contrary choice principle. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. calls it the principle of alternate possibilities. It all is the same thing, right? So the principle of alternate possibilities is you're free insofar as you had a choice to choose an alternate possibility. Yeah. And so what Pignon is saying is, hey, there's a, there's actually a a hidden premise in here that, that makes that argument so powerful. The hidden premise is you, um, the, the principle of alternative possibilities, if you wanted to choose A and not B. Right. So that you're smuggling in some desires, which is compatibilist language, into your
0: indifference principle. Well, here's the here's the problem with this, and I, I'm I'm trying to figure out if you're trying to eventually go here. Properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, um, if our decisions, if we, if if our decisions are completely free, which is a free will, um, libertarian, uh, liber- libertarian, yep. yes, that what that means is there is no. Constraint. Cause or or factor yeah. that ultimately tips you one way or the other. Because if it tips you, even if it tips you that 1%, and if let's say you're 99% One Direction or whatever, if there's something that tips you 1% that makes that choice inevitable, inevitable means unavoidable. That's yeah. what the word means. Right. In other words, you could at that point, you could not have done, done differently. And you're not free in the libertarian sense. Right. But in the right. libertarian sense, here's the thing that includes external and internal factors. Because if it's my nature or my affections that ultimately determine, even if it's that one little percent that tips me over the edge, that still makes the choice inevitable, which means I still could not, due to internal factors, I still could not have chosen otherwise. So this is where it starts to really get troublesome.
1: Yeah, and and I think that that Bignon does a great job of of, um, taking this argument and showing you are kind of smuggling in um, the, the reason that it's so powerful. Hey, yeah, we talked about how this is kind of innate in us. And yeah, you know, I had to make a different choice. If I wanted, I couldn't make another choice. So I'm not free if I had wanted to make the other choice. Mm-hmm. And so once you start smuggling in desires, that's compatibilist language, right? That's that's saying
0: we're acting on our desires. We're free when we can choose what we want to choose. Right. But a, a, a true libertarian in this sense does not even want desires right. to be a deciding factor. Right. Because, to make that choice. Because inevitable. think about
1: when we talk about running it back and being able to choose A or B. Mm-hmm. If you have something that's 51%
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and the is 49, such that it's skewing it, where you said even 1%, mm-hmm. then you run it back. You're gonna choose that because every you have time. a reason. Because every reason, time. Right. And you're determined to, to choose right, that. Right. Okay. So um this brings us to reasons for our choices. Are there reasons for our choices? We already been talking about this, mm-hmm. but the libertarian view and I need to talk to some more libertarians on this, I think, because I don't understand where their choices are coming from.
0: That's just it.
1: Right. It seems like it's up to, to chance. Maybe it's not ultimately. It's not up to God because if God were to be in control of everything, then you couldn't right. be held more responsible. Right. And if it's up to you in the sense that you're acting on your desires, yeah. then if you in any situation, your desires are going to be right. set, right. You're going to have these desires. You're going to be, they're determining all your choices. So, and the libertarian sense,
0: where are your free choices coming from? So this is why... So John Frame, who is a theologian, he's a Calvinist. I mean, he's a, a compatibilist. At least I think... I mean, I think he would yeah, call himself a compatibilist. A, yeah. When he... When, now, granted, this is coming from someone who doesn't believe in the view. Right. So we, there sure. could be some straw manning here. Yeah. But... If Dr. Philip, McCall sees this, he's going to uh,
1: let us both have it. And
0: Yeah, well, Dr. McCall is right on some things and... Uh, <laughs> And he has some alternative uh, facts on some other things. Okay, all right. Uh, are you still in his class? I don't want you no, to. No, I'm not in his class. Okay, so he's wrong about this. But I might stop.
1: take him next to Well, he so could be right. He could be right. <laughs> he could be right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we just, I disagree with all my professors on something.
0: Right, right. And Dr. McCall on many things, <laughs> most things. <laughs> So that I know uh, that you've told me many times. No, 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 no. <laughs> I haven't told you. Just me kidding. Anything. You haven't told me that. I know.
1: never talk about him ever. You yeah, have never only yeah. positive things. All, all
0: respectfully and yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, he he taught me a lot of stuff by the way. We love Dr. McCall. We love Dr. He's McCall. If there's any question, I hope Dr. McCall that we definitely we love, love, this love guy. Dr. McCall, at least until Parker graduates. And then at that point we will write our <laughs> at that point we will write our lengthy <laughs> yeah, tone yeah. uh refuting. It'll no. call Contra McCallus. Uh That would be scary, man. That guy, he's he's tough. Yeah, he'll he go he'll stuff. he'll go yeah. hard too. Yeah, definitely. Uh very smart. Um, smarter than us, probably. Definitely. Just, but, but still, that doesn't we make. We have right. different
1: theological convictions.
0: Yeah. Right, and that's guiding our philosophy. Yeah. Okay. So I think we're. Yeah. Si- we're. Fine I hope there. we're safe. Right. So what, t- what John Frame talks about is that um, ultimately, on the free will perspective, libertarian free will perspective, there there is nothing that causes you to choose. Right. Even internally. Right. So that means that even you are not in control of your choices, and I think that messes with culpability again, right? Like, right. Well, right. Did right. you have another... Right. Tr-
1: yeah, but it wasn't right. even really me acting. It was right. like chance acting or it was like because if you say a
0: situation or... Because what, what a free willist wants is he, he wants there to be some level of control that you have, some level of autonomy that you have that transcends even your own natures and your yeah. own desires. Such that you can... And they, I think this is a principle that I'll talk about is you can act contrary to
1: your desires. Right. And that's a principle we just don't see. But what is that anyway? if you were to act against what you wanted to do right right and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna, well, I'm gonna jump, uh, we'll, we'll jump down on that yeah we'll, we'll, we'll do, dig do down to do talk part. about jonathan edwards um let me you can talk about edwards but All let right. me let me talk about what edwards is talking about maybe. Go. Go. so i i don't think you can ever act outside of your desires right uh, you never do anything right. that you don't want to do right. well someone puts a gun to your head and says either your wallet or your life right mm. now and you say well my wallet i didn't really want to give him my wallet but I chose out of a hierarchy of desires. You my, actually did. My desire to live mm-hmm. was the was what uh, formed my choice mm-hmm. to give him my wallet. Instead, yeah. I didn't want to in the sense I was happy about it, right? But I chose from this hierarchy of desires. And that's all I, of life. That's everything you do, man. Everything you do. You're you're making a choice based mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. your desire to do that. Yeah. I, I don't see being able to act against
0: your desires. Well, so this I think is what action presupposes acting on desires. Yes. Yeah. And Edwards, when he talks about religious affections mm-hmm. and how you, you cultivate a love for God, it's very interesting because as I started, I did one of my capstone papers here at Trinity yeah. uh, about Edwards and he places, you know, the affections. If you think about a John Frame style triad, um, you know, you've got your your uh, thinking, your, your reasoning, your will and your emotions. Yeah, the affections are really more on the will side it's what it's, it's what you desire and what you desire is what you do Yeah. and that's what jesus talks about when he says out of the overflow of the heart the mouth, the mouth speaks, speaks. Yeah. and this is why we're judged on our words and yeah. our actions before god yeah. it's because what we want to do yeah. we do
1: and it's not anything that goes in us that makes us it unclean it's what comes out of us cuz that's our that's heart right, right. And, and the bi- seed
0: of who we are we should right? mention biblically speaking the heart is the seat of not it is the seat of the thinking and the and the will it's not really like follow your heart like disney like emotion no
1: no it's it's your it's the the seat of your your affections your yeah. uh, volition and yeah. your uh, rationality right it's and and ultimately it's
0: it's what you and it's it's want. unified
1: right there's not yeah, that's you can true. have some uh you can have some thoughts that are that contradict romans 2 talks about that you know your your um your own
0: the, their own consciences uh now, accusing and, and defending them or justifying them yeah right accusing yeah Excuse. 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 There it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can have that kind of stuff, but all of your action
1: is you're choosing out of your desires to act. And I think your highest desire or your basis desire, whatever it is, you know, you can go up or top. Your highest desire or your most fondant. Oh, yeah. You're at bottom. At bottom. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So um, so we got two different views of free will, mm-hmm. uh, compatibilism, libertarianism. There's a whole debate going on right now whether you can be a libertarian Calvinist. Uh, can you be a Calvinist and believe in, in libertarian free will? And some people have tried to throw that out. Um, uh, Oliver Crisp, really great philosopher, uh, theologian, analytic theologian,
0: he tossed out well, he this was, idea. Yeah, he was a, a pauper. He's, living... a, he's a compatibilist. Well, right, but but Oliver... Um, yeah, yeah, he, he wanted some was a more, a pauper, sir, and he... but he couldn't freely <laughs> choose it. Yeah.
1: Well, that's Oliver Twist, Oliver <laughs> Twist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, he just tossed the out there. Ken, is this possible? So I just want to acknowledge that there's a debate, but James Anderson, I think smacked it right back down and said, this is no, you don't get to play with this one. So, um, this view of free will kind of will help you categorize yourself as a Arminian mm-hmm. or as a Calvinist. And I know these are all loaded terms. You can, mm-hmm. you, today you can be a reformed Arminian. And okay. You know, you can, you can be reformed in that. Like you can hold to a lot of the doctrines that Calvin did without this view. And you'd be more, calvinistic in that sense than someone who just holds the five points so there's all this debate you know i, I read a libertarian free will quote from alvin Plantinga. most people say planning is reformed well not on his soteriology not on his uh philosophy of free will but all right you know labels are labels right. you know and you might find yourself finding uh in different categories based on what you're talking about at the time yeah but anyways let's get back to it so Man, the reasons for our choices I think are big. So we said, I don't, I don't see where libertarian free will uh, proponents are getting their reasons for choice from. Um, and so how I would answer is, hey, we, I chose this because I wanted to choose this. It came out of my desires. But an interesting counter argument to that. Is Well, where did your desires come from? What are your desires rooted in? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, if you are believing God's sovereignty in the sense of mm-hmm. divine determinism, mm-hmm. God is ultimately sovereign, right? Um, then didn't God give you those desires? So you acted out of these desires, but God gave you those desires. They're God-given. Mm. So then aren't we going back to, hey, God's the author of evil then. If you any evil you did, he authored it. He's culpable for that evil that you performed. Mm. And so... They want to do that with us too. Well, where do your reasons come from?
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think? You got any thoughts uh, on that? Question? Well, we we remember we talked about this the other day. Yeah. So what I would just like to say about this is James White talks about flattening everything out. How dangerous it is. Mm. James White, apologist, yeah. theologian, he talks about how you can't flatten things out. So, yeah. what we what, the way we tend to view it is like this. We like we view it like this. Okay. Well, if your decision is based in your desire and your desire flows out of your nature and if God gives you that nature, yeah. that's basically God putting his hand in a glove and then let's say he puts, let's say the glove, he puts the glove in a puppet and now yeah. you're the puppet. Right. Okay. So you've got God. Right. And then you've got direct him directly influencing the, the glove, let's say is your nature. Yeah. And then your actions and desires, that's the puppet. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, well, that it's just a direct uh influence and the puppet has no free will the puppet has no thought the puppet right. is just an is is literally i mean it's a puppet you know? right right but what what that fails to account for is this god is so transcendent see we we we, we really we tend to think of god as being very personal and and as yeah. he is yeah as he is but he is so transcendent he is so much above and beyond our world and our experience and our ability, you know, uh, as, as high as the heavens are above the earth, that's how high uh, my thoughts are above yours. Yeah. And I'm, I'm butchering that verse, but think about the heavens. Yeah. Well, that includes like the farthest reaches of the, the universe and the, like, there's no, you don't even, it, it's right. like, it's almost, it's almost as close as we have to infinite. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and that's a metaphor because God is infinitely higher. Right. So God is so transcendent that Whatever he's doing behind the scenes, and we get it, we, we do get a glimpse of that in scripture, of course, yeah. but it's so transcendent that it's almost like saying fate. It's almost like talking about fate. Hmm. It would be like fate. And I maybe this is maybe you feel free to disagree. Yeah, yeah. But but the only reason it's not fate it who is totally impersonal. Is because we know that God is very personal. He's a personal God with and reasons. Is, and, yes. Well, fate
1: ha- has no reasons for what's happening because right. he's not a person. Right. Right. But God has reasons. Yes. And, right. Okay. Yes.
0: And God's reasons are perfectly good. But he's right. so high above us that you can't say, "Oh, God is just directly." Right. Yeah. Because God is like an author. Yeah. Outside of the page.
1: And 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 that's something that's important. It sounds maybe like special pleading, but it's so hard not to get into special pleading uh with God because he's God. He's unique. He's like right. It's, god we're right. talking about right so right. the puppet analogy breaks down because that's a created being putting his hand in another, in another creation created little that's thing even done, and it's on the same level of reality when it, there's no creature um creator creature distinction like right. there is right. in in our case right. so um uh, this 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 point's really interesting now from from an arminian perspective from a libertarian free will perspective mm-hmm, we talked mm-hmm. about jim slagle or slagle before about the epistemological skyhook remember that yeah, yeah but um uh you know, for, for straight determinism, I think that this is right. I think that uh, the, liber, the libertarian proponents are right that uh, you you can't be held morally responsible on hard determinism. If you don't have any free will, then why are we even talking? Like, I have all these thoughts that I think are mine. They're not really mine. I was predetermined to have these right. by right. impersonal fate, by
0: the laws of physics, right? There's mm-hmm. no real me mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. We're not even having this conversation. And, and just to just Quickly take a short sidebar. An atheistic naturalist is left with that. Yes. Because if you are determined by your by your biology, spiders are going to spin webs. Monarch butterflies are going right. to fly from the north down to Mexico yeah. every yeah. you know every other generation. And there's no
1: transcendent you to have thoughts, anyways. Right. You're just subject to the chemicals in your brain that are. And that's telling what they you say. to believe
0: what you believe. The mind is the brain. It's but all then they it try is. to argue
1: that point as if they can convince us. Well, how are you? What? I'm biologically determined to believe what I'm believing. You, you're not changing that. And if I change my mind, I'm biologically determined, and truth really takes the hindmost, right. and so, as Patricia right. and Churchland if, says. And if I have any kind of true thoughts, it's true by accident. Right. I came to them by accident. And, I don't and, have any justification for them. Okay, so they're right on that. But when they turn to the when when Slegel turns to the um, compatibilist, the one who believes in divine determinism, mm-hmm. the same arguments. It's interesting because he's saying, "What what reason do you have for your beliefs?" Um, if God Who's is he asking? He's asking, he's asking us. Uh, he's okay, asking the okay. compatibilists. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. saying this might. He's not even going as hard. And I love this guy. He's not mm-hmm. super aggressive. He's very careful. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he says this might apply to compatibilists as well. Divine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, compatibilists, um, because if God is the one who ultimately is determining your thoughts, then those thoughts are uh, the justification for those are outside of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how can they really be
0: said to be your thoughts? Right? He, he's and talking it, about epistemology here. Yeah, but we it, but know it's, and
1: it's a similar thing um, so you're to, taking that and applying to free to, will, right? Yeah. So same thing with actions, actions and thoughts, right? Um, if God is sovereign over everything, then do you really have any thoughts? Or are they God's thoughts that he gave to you? Mm. Do you really have any choices? Or are they God's predetermined actions that you're just kind of find yourself doing?
0: Yeah. Uh, a, a, a puppet has no actual thoughts to speak of. Right, ultimately. right.
1: And that's a really interesting argument. Um so 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 how I would answer that, um, not you know I'm pulling from lots of different guys, Binyon and Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, I like you already mentioned it, but we talked about it in in the uh, the Psalm that you brought up about a book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? David's all of his choices, all of his everything was written in this book. Yeah. And so, uh, theologians, philosophers call this the authorial providence model. Author mm. providence meaning direction guidance. I didn't know there was a name for this. I don't know if James Anderson made that up, but, uh, good. but everyone talks about it. Uh, all the Calvinist theologians, every systematic theology, they're talking about God interacts with reality mm. yeah. as an author reacts to his book, but even greater, right? right. right. Because that's, again, creator mm-hmm. creature distinction. Mm-hmm. So if, if Tolkien um, isn't morally culpable for the actions of Smeagol turning into Golem, we don't go talking, you're kind of a jerk, dude. Like right. you made him go into the mountain and he, right. he, he's he is precious and you know? <laughs> you're kind of a jerk, dude. That doesn't mean yeah. like, no no, that's part of the story. Right. And when you look intra mundane, when you look inside the story inside the world, yeah. You you look at it and you go, Smeagol, dude, you're culpable for killing your friend and taking that ring right
0: within the story of yeah. the lord of the ring saga right yes
1: that's a real character right. i mean exactly and this is why we can't real. smush everything back down right because right. there's two levels of right. reality right there's two levels of causation here right there's divine causation and there's intra-mundane intra in the story
0: mundane from mundi you know
1: yeah m- the world it means because yeah within this world and yeah. in world doesn't mean earth, it means the whole story of reality. Yes. Right? That's right. The world in the philosophical sense is yeah. includes, it's it's different than the universe in that it includes immaterial uh forms and yeah. laws of life.
0: Everything right? that is in, in this like it, in I the think world. of it like yeah. the, the the Marvel cinematic universe. It's a it's a world. Yeah, yeah. It's, you there's, ma- you there's mix certain... and match the
1: universe words. Like I know, that, I know, yeah, I know, but right. but
0: okay so So anyway so for you nerds who love um I love that Marvel system. Infinity War. Oh, Stark Industries, I see. I saw that. I saw that. You busted
1: me. I'm the nerd that you're talking about. Why? Because you were just talking about nerds, and now I got the Well, yeah, that's why I said nerds. But technically the universe is (laughs) 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 not I am the nerd. Well, you're the nerd. Okay, so so anyways. um, So there's two different levels of reality, and um, God doesn't straight up boom, I'm giving you this desire making you do this. It all makes sense within his story. Yes, okay. And, and he's allowed, he's planned, he's ordained, he's predestined that uh, the means uh, the means matter for his ends. So he's pre-de- he predetermined the ends, right? Yes. Everything that's going to happen. Yes. But he also has predetermined the means by which we get to those ends, which include us having compatibilistic free choices choices yes. that are we're us acting on our desires and where do our desires come from well it's not just a simple uh just package of parkerness right yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, situ- yeah, yeah. situationally oriented right. i was born of jim and sarah set a case mm-hmm. i have a lot of his my dad's characteristic our dad's characteristics,
0: all of his characteristics
1: and and that really shapes me like that actually does matter within the story yes. to have continuity right if it's going to be a good story and he's a divine storyteller he's a good storyteller yeah all these things have to matter right right so he right. he's predetermined that we come to these things but he's also predetermined the means by which mm-hmm. which includes reason us mm-hmm. using rational right. thought right so that answers slagle's skyhook against us well, why are they my reasons if God's preordained them? Because he's preordained that I come to conclusions by reason. Yes. And he's preordained that I am uh, not perfect in my reasoning. Yes. So that sometimes I have false beliefs. Yeah. And I act on those for yeah. h- for different reasons, right? That all makes sense within his story. The yeah. only thing that I would say he does do that is like coming into the story and changing. Well, he did step into the story as a person of Jesus Christ. Amen. He made himself the main character. Right? Yes. But when someone comes to Christ... He's taking out their heart of stone oh. and he's putting in
0: a heart of flesh. Yes. Giving them new desires. But, but he does that. Him. But he does that mm. in real time. Yeah, Th- Romans 10 17. Yeah. Or Romans 10 15. How how uh how how they believe without hearing? Without uh how will they call on the one and who, of whom they have not, heard. They have not believed. Yep. How they believe in the one they have not heard, how, how will they, they hear, hear without a preacher? How How will they preach preach unless they have been sent? sent. Which, by the way, that passage, I've been thinking of that wrong because what that means is this. If someone is preaching the gospel, it means that they have been sent. Did you know that? That's what Paul's argument there is not, so you better go send people. The argument is, if someone is preaching the gospel. They're sent? They are sent. Hmm. Well, when have they been sent? Go back to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. That's interesting. Yeah. But I don't know. Because he does say that
1: uh, if someone preaches in, uh, in vain or by false pretenses... I rejoice, even though, because the gospel is totally, being preached. Yeah. Well, he's preaching the gospel. Is he sent? Well,
0: he's doing under... He's still pre- been sent. Still been sent.
1: Uh, divine They sent out from us, but they're not of us? Or, uh, uh, no, no,
0: no. Because those people aren't okay. the gospel. Uh, Jesus still... The, the point is I someone's preaching Let's the gospel. Let's send people. Uh, That's what you're saying. I, the whole Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> All so right, churches so anyway, have a missions conference. So, so the authorial providence model. But here's what I'm getting at. Real quick. That level of... That level of... Reality. Yes. There's... If we think of reality in terms of it's two-tiered. Yep. Creator, uh, uncreated reality, God. Yes. Only thing that exists there. Yes. Created reality, everything else, the world. Yes, yes. And on that level, that is the level at which we are morally responsible. Yes. Or or, or we should say this. That's the level at which moral responsibility exists. Yeah, so. Uh, God is always good. God is still good. Up here, he's still God, good. God, God,
1: I think, has a responsibility to his create. His creatures, because of because yes. of him, like he yes. made them, right? He well, made he them created this level, and, and he's, he's faithfully given, and consistent. Right, right, okay, both just want to make
0: sure that's true. for sure. God's but not arbitrary up here, but when it, com- right. but when it comes
1: that. to the the level of of our actions and our culpability, hey, why'd you do this? I wanted to do this, but God really had predetermined. Did did you feel a claw machine picking you up and putting you here? Did you? Right, right, did you
0: no, right. you chose to do what you wanted to do, and you're responsible yes. for acting on your desires. And when God. Gives someone a nature desires when God makes a situation happen at this level. This is the level at which we're inside the story. Yes, right? and this is the same level where God has his, um, his, his will. His his decretive and pre. This is the decretive, prescriptive. Prescriptive. This is his, his prescriptive will. He's is pres- operative. He's prescribed things for us to do. Yes. Do this. Don't do
1: this. Don't do this. Do yes. this. Right. Yes.
0: So prescriptive. The prescriptive will on yeah. the mount. The Ten Commandments, they're operating at this level. Do this. This is my will for this you is, guys. This do is it. my will for you. And then we
1: we don't always do them perfectly, right? We, Correct. Oh, that's why we need the gospel. Correct. That's his decreative will. He's decreed. Decretive, yes. Everything is decretive. I think but it's decretive. It's, but it's because he's decreed it. Correct. Right. Because um, that's the book. He wrote the book. This is everything yes. that's going to happen.
0: Yes. And people are going to go against my will. And this is something I wanted to make sure we we, we highlighted here. Yeah. We make decisions out of our will. Yes. Uh, out of our own will, right? Right. But everything that happens is ordained. Not at... In, in, in from, uh, hear me on this. Sure. Not at this level. It's ordained up here. Right, right, right. I believe that. The, the machinations and the behind the scenes, the writing and the scripting and the authorial providence providence thank you is operating at this level here so the command and the obedience or disobedience yeah when paul says to those who by um uh, perseverance and well-doing seek for glory honor and immortality he will give eternal life there's this lifestyle that operates here but what will happen down to the finest minute detail right is already decided up here right and so you can two levels be, and and so you can
1: still be held responsible for your sins At because you wanted to do that you yes. chose to do that yes and so god yes. can hold you responsible and yes. you say well who can resist his will right ah. and, and then and this is where paul says well um you can because you have libertarian free will you, you can choose a or b no he says who are you oh man to answer back to god well what is molded say to its molder why have you made me this way yes what if god desiring to make uh one vessel for honorable use. Out of the same lump of black clay, we're all... Is a like black clay? You no, know, I think of your, your kids play with Play-Doh. Yeah. Mix it all together. Yeah, yeah Turn yeah. black and gross. Yeah. That's humanity, right?
0: Yeah.
1: But like we're gross. We're made from clay. Adam was out of the dust. We became this black, sick clay. If God wants to take one lump from that mm-hmm. black, putrefying clay mm-hmm. and purify it and make it white into a chalice, into a cup, he can do that. If you want to take the other one, harden it into a toilet for dishonorable use, uh-huh. can he not do that? Well, you can do that. Totally. Right. You're And you deserve it because you've acted on your sinful nature. Right. Right. You've, you've chosen to do this. Yeah. But God, you know, it's not fair because, uh, I didn't, I didn't choose to be born with this sinful nature. You're not, you're not going, you're not held responsible for your sinful nature. Mm-hmm. You're held responsible for what you did with that sinful nature. Your your actions, right? Everyone will be judged uh, for what they do.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're corrupted, and we're yeah. all. There's different views on yeah. uh, original sin.
0: Where does culp? Are we? Are, well, uh, aren't aren't we conceived in sin? Guilty in, to a certain
1: extent. There's a lot of different views on that. I know, but it's like Adam's guilt is been we all, to us. We all agree that we're judged for our actions. Whether you debate, amen, whether amen, you amen, debate amen. on that, right, yes, everyone? Yes. So so can someone who believes in divine mm-hmm. determinism and human responsibility, human choice, a compatibilist, free will proponent, can they believe in God judging someone for their actions? Absolutely. Yes. I'm not sure how someone who believes in libertarian free will can be held responsible for that, their actions. No, they can't. If they didn't desire to do those actions. If they or... went against their desires. Who
0: made that choice? It wasn't you. Right. And 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 but they also say it wasn't God, mm-hmm. so there's some Thing. other right. force, you yeah. know, like William Lane Craig, is attributed to have said God has to play the the hands that He's dealt. Yeah, that's and that's Molinism right. that has to do with someone's yeah. going to be so triggered. I can't. Someone's going to be triggered because you said that there's that a lump of clay that's bad is black and God can make it into white or He can make it, I, but I said you mix all you mix everything together. It's brown, gross, Play-Doh. Yeah, but you said someone. I'm not talking about someone's triggered. I'm by not that. talking
1: about ethnicity. But or, that's all that's people ridiculous. care about now.
0: We should do an episode on ethnicity. Yeah, maybe if and we don't how I get it st- doesn't matter stoned. It doesn't matter. All right, we ethnicity that. doesn't matter. Not in the,
1: any kind of ultimate sense. Mm, God made ethnicity, right? God kind likes God likes ethnicities. We lay it down at the altar and we come to Christ. And and that, but but we have all these different nations worshiping, and that's a good, glorious thing, right? All these like gems course, like multi but you, okay it doesn't matter for your right it doesn't
0: matter for it's like, justification. It's, like it's like way down on the i don't of, even
1: know man i think it's it's an important thing if god made it it's, it's cool thing it's cool it, yeah it's great but we lay it down i think he likes that man he talks about like the letting the nations be glad and stuff like that yeah but I, what you're saying is like you're, it emphasizes unity though not, not unity diversity. and multiplicity dude you get it that's good that's a really
0: good thing uh, yeah but not uh not unity devoid of any kind of difference i love talking with when I find out my cab driver, who's from Ghana or sure. Nigeria, loves the Lord. I love yeah. that. That's great. It's awesome. It's cool. Oh, I never talked to this guy. You know, he's from another country. Totally
1: cool. But what's? But it's important because people live all over the world, and God's showing he loves people. He loves his creation, and he's pulling them from Ghana, and he's pulling them from the yeah, Jews, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's
0: pulling them from... But the incredible thing is that he's uniting us together as one. Yeah, yeah, one unified, diverse people. Unified though, I wouldn't. I would... Unity
1: and diversity, bro. This is God's uh, whole thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. Loves it. It's a good thing. That's fine, but but the emphasis is on unity. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, mm-hmm. the emphasis mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. unity. Mm-hmm. It's on unity. I know
1: it's we're we're united in Christ and we're all one in Christ. There's not Scythian or there's not all these. Yogis, yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. And but and there are there are Scythians like there. No, are... I mean, there's
0: not Scythians. That's the whole point. But he's saying
1: that as uh, not uh, to divide. Not no one's better. What's he emphasizing? The unity in Christ. Unity. In unity. that passage, in other places, he's talking about let the nations be glad, let people come You think come that from? that
0: is an emphasis on diversity? Let the nations be glad. That's an emphasis on being glad. Who? All, everybody. Nations. Yeah. Well, different people groups. Mentioning the nations You've, is not something. You're, I, you're sounding bad
1: that. on this because I know that you like this. I'm going to have to protect you now from everyone. Why? Because it It sounds like you're like, you want to smash out all of our differences. No.
0: Okay. I don't want
1: people... Fine. Good. You don't want to emphasize people race or ethnicity to
0: the point of the detriment of the gospel and the unity correct awesome man and, yeah. and for sure and and in christ our primary allegiance is to christ amen Second we are allegiance. christians first we are christians before yeah. we're anything
1: else. i am as a christian that's what we should say not as a this as a correct. this as correct yes yes as yes, a christian yes. man i
0: have a different identity than the rest of the people that look like me yes and yes amen and you've got more right. in common with the 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 uh guatemalan christian amen then you do with your next door neighbor yeah then then even some
1: of my own relatives who don't believe amen right they look just like me everything same blood running through your veins they're not my my brother
0: and i said man this is what this is ground level i'm christian and did you know that the expression blood is thicker than water actually refers to the blood of christ versus the water of holy water your your physical birth no did you know that that's sweet yeah it's it's not saying blood is thicker than water your family's closer than your friends it's saying you're family in christ are thick is closer or thicker thicker <laughs> sometimes <laughs> this angle that we got we're a little bit thicker uh, yeah. <laughs> all right we got all a, that to say ethnicity matters but stop finding your identity well in your that was you just hijacked our blog po- our whole uh podcast Let it out. Let it out. all right no we're not gonna do that okay but the point is that we're all together so, with one way play.
1: free will um should christians believe in free will is that what we're calling this should christians believe in free will yes but they should also know what kind of free will we're talking about boom Nice. Good. Hope you uh, choose
0: to have a, a great day. Hope you <laughs> hope you hope you now realize that ethnicity. Not... <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing was just an opportunity to <laughs> me to <shoe> <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Dang it! I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Right, I'm late. We gotta I'm go. Sorry. All right. All uh, here's... See you, everyone. <laughs> uh, That's it. We, we did it. We're done. We good? All right. Yep. People are gonna think that I truly don't care. Ethnicity is good. We we wrapped it up. We that's why you I was that people that's, are, that's why I had to tell you that. Like, hey, people are gonna think this right because I like to take a really, I like to take I a. Hard, know, but you gotta be careful. I like to go hard in one direction, but ethnicity like, matters just, like just not band, as much as you think. You like not the band, in the One Direction,
1: not in the, the reason that you think.
0: Okay, you like you, one,
1: you like One Direction. <laughs> you can leave all this stuff, uh, wherever. It okay,
0: we haven't I haven't stopped recording. All right, goodbye. Um. Yeah. Just leave
1: that. I gotta run. Love you, brother.